It is arena review time, and we have some strong opinions about this one. Matthews Arena, home of the Northeastern Huskies. Hear everything we got to say about it. Coming up, let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 84 of High Character. We got a fun and kind of highly anticipated one coming out for you guys. It's the arena review for Matthews Arena, the oldest building in Hockey East. We go from reviewing an arena that's one week old to an arena that's 113 years old. So a pretty drastic change there. My name is Cameron, and I am joined by my good buddy, Evan. Evan, how's it going, man? It did not set in in my mind until you just said it. The Toscano family ice rink or whatever is like literally a, a month old at this point. And then you got 113 years. Jesus, man, that's ridiculous. I'm doing pretty well, but that that is absolutely crazy to think about. And it's not going to factor into my score whatsoever because I'm pretty dead set in my ways. I feel like with my <laughs> with my thoughts regarding this arena, if you know me on a on a personal level, you probably already heard my piece about Matthews. But uh Definitely am excited to, I guess, share my opinions on it with the rest of the uh, high character listeners today. Yeah, so we normally start out talking about the arenas with history. Uh, we didn't have much of a history section for Toscano for obvious reasons, but this one is very lengthy. So you guys are going to have to stick with me. There's some some really cool stuff in this in the history of this place. So uh, start off, it was formerly known as Boston Arena, and it opened in 1910. It is the world's oldest multi-purpose athletic building that is still in use, which is wild. Uh, it's the original home of the Bruins. They played there for quite a bit, and it's the only original six uh, first arena still being used for hockey. So the only original arena from one of the original six hockey teams that is still being used. The New England Whalers played there in 1972 and 73 before they went to Hartford. The Celtics played there for a good stretch, 1946 to 55. It was partially destroyed by a fire in 1918. There were a lot of fires back in that era. I don't know exactly what they were doing, but um, it opened again in 1921. BC, BU, Harvard, MIT, Northeastern, Tufts, Boston State College, which is now UMass Boston, and Wentworth all had their hockey programs start in that building, which is wild. Um, it was renamed to Matthews Arena in 1982 when Northeastern alum George J. Matthews helped fund a uh, big renovation for the building. It's hosted every president from Theodore Roosevelt in 1912 to JFK in 1946. It's hosted many boxing matches, many concerts, even hosted the 1960 Frozen Four. It was the original site of the Bean Pot, and it's gone through quite a few renovations over the years, the last one being in 2018 when they put in that massive scoreboard. So this place certainly has a history. Yeah, I mean, y'all cannot see my face right now because it's an audio-only podcast, but I'm, my jaw just kind of dropped there. I was not aware of all of that history, but um, yeah, that wow, I'm kind of speechless. I mean, I kind of feel bad for whoever was watching the Frozen Four. I mean, if, that, if that's <laughs> been, like genuinely like, I mean, I guess like it was during a time where I guess there wouldn't have been that big of an attendance, but I feel like if you're trying to rock a frozen four nowadays in that building, 
there's no chance you're going to be able to, you know, sell a, a, a bunch of tickets and generate the revenue that I feel the NCAA would kind of want. So that's crazy to, to just to think about. I mean, there's so many teams that got their start in that building that I frankly had no clue about, you know what I mean? That's, that's nuts to hear, but um, yeah, you always come through with the heat camera when it comes to history and you did not disappoint in that one. So I'll give credit where it's due. I mean, Matthews is definitely known for their history. Right, eight different colleges that got their start there, including what's now UMass Boston, which is definitely pretty funny. And how about the oldest multi-purpose athletic building in the world? Like the, that's still in use. I guess. I guess the oldest maybe is like the Roman Coliseum, yeah, but that's not in use that, anymore. Yeah, seriously. I mean, if they were out there hosting hockey hockey games and that thing, I mean, that would be freaking <laughs> insane. But yeah, no, I mean basically what the like world war one was going on and this thing was still in use you know what i mean like that that's freaking insane so yeah i mean definitely a lot to talk about from a historical perspective but as as i think we'll get into it, i feel like one may appreciate that a bit more than the other <laughs> so we'll definitely have some conflicting ideas there yep and one more thing i was surprised about i thought i thought it was called matthews arena for a lot longer but it was just boston arena for 72 years and then in 82 got changed over to Matthews Arena so the name's not as historic but the building certainly is um like Evan said that'll play into our scores a little bit but um so the first one that we like to talk about is atmosphere slash fans uh it's out of 10 points and I think Matthews kind of shines in this department at least in my opinion the the student section is awesome um they're on the balcony behind each goal and their voices carry so much like onto the ice and around the arena which is a really nice touch their students are into it they got the signs and they're going crazy um their normal fans uh kind of leave something to be desired um in the times that i've been there not extremely passionate from what i've seen but their students really help in this category yeah, I mean, the fans are definitely kind of hard carrying this for me. Um, I feel like the overall presentation of, like, I really like the lighting that they kind of do. I actually just changed my score in our little score sheet that uh, we have to keep track of all this stuff just now. Because when I'm thinking about it now, I mean, I feel like I really enjoyed, like, the red lighting that they had. It was a bit intimidating, a bit, you know, ominous, if you will. So I thought that was really cool. And, yeah, I mean, the the student section is nuts. Like, they keep, you know, signs everywhere, basically, like, of all the players. You know, they're, like, taped to the little balcony type thing that they got on the upper deck I think that's super cool um they they definitely know their chance and they're loud you know the the and for for you know I don't know if it has to do with the oldness of the building but I mean sound travels really really well like I could hear the players you know chirping on the ice I could hear all the fans you know everything just kind of echoes mainly because it's just you know I don't know if it's like the materials that everything's made out of but sound carries really well so yeah, I mean, overall, the atmosphere and the fans are pretty solid. It's just the main thing for me is just, I don't know, like, I don't know if it necessarily plays in the atmosphere, but just, I mean, you, you're going to hear me talk about this a lot, but Matthews is just old, you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of, you know, run down, I guess you could say, like, the seats are kind of crappy. Like, I'm kind of, I might sound like a diva when I say this, but just like old stadiums for me, like, I like amenities when I'm at a, at a hockey game, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm going to rank the actual arena, I want it to be comfortable. I want it to be, you know, modern and stuff like that. Like what's my money going to if I'm there just sitting in a wooden chair, you know what I mean? Like if I sound like a, you know, a little, a little bit, you know, old school in that, in that take, then, you know, it is what it is, but that's just how I feel. So, I mean, definitely the atmosphere and the fans are good, but the building itself just kind of leaves a bit to be desired in my mind. 
And yeah, in my opinion, I think that uniqueness and age kind of adds to the atmosphere a little bit uh, as an opposing fan and an opposing player. I feel like going in there with all the banners and the, the wooden roof and like the unique shape of it with the balconies, like right on top of the ice and stuff like that. I think it, I think it only adds to it. I, I can appreciate in a, in a way team having an intimidating uh, arena to go and play at. And I think what we both said is kind of reflected in our scores. I gave atmosphere slash fans an eight out of 10. Evan gave it a 6.5 out of 10. I think that's fair. I mean, the only other thing that I could mention like atmosphere wise is like, I'm not really sure if it would go into this or maybe the extras category or maybe even bang for your buck, but just, just really, really weird seating in some areas. Like if you're on the upper balcony and you get like a back row seat, you're not catching a lot of action on the ice. I mean, if you're in like kind of one of the corners, you know, in the lower deck, you might be stuck behind like a straight up like support column. So, I mean, there are a couple of really rough seats in that building that you don't want to get kind of caught in. Like that happened one time for me a couple of years ago. I stupidly allowed one of my buddies to, to buy some seats and we ended up getting the last couple of seats in the arena and they were literally behind a pillar and we couldn't see half the action on the ice. So, you know, you got to be a little bit, you know, picky and choosy when you're getting your seats there. But overall, I mean, a lot of the seats are really good, especially if you're in the balcony. Yeah, for sure. Let's uh let's move on to our next category, neighborhood slash access. So how good is the neighborhood that the arena is, how easy it is to get there, that kind of thing. That's out of 10 points. And for Matthews, um, I mean, I have a precedent of really liking the arenas in a city. I gave BU a 10 out of 10 just because it's uh, right off the green line in Boston and the area around it is really good for doing stuff before and after the game. This one's pretty similar. Um, it's not as easily accessible from the T as uh, Aganis is. I mean, only a matter of like a block or two. Um, and the parking situation. It's not nearly as good as a Gannis either. It's uh, you have to get there really early to try to find yourself a street spot. But other than that, you, you really can't go wrong with a, an arena right in Boston. I, I'm a big fan of it. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, this is by far, in my opinion, where the place shines. I mean, I take the orange line to most games that I go to just because I live right off of it. And for me being able to basically take the bus from the end of my street, hit up Wellington station and then zoom right over to Mass Ave. And it's literally a two second walk from there is genuinely insane. It was by far the easiest commute I've ever taken to a hockey game. So they get top marks in that category. I mean, the surrounding area is pretty damn nice. You know what I mean? Like you know, there's a park right there. I'm pretty sure even though there's a lot of construction going on around the area, which will obviously lighten up at some point, you know what I mean? Like once the construction's over and there's a couple of really solid restaurants in the area too. There's actually, um, there's an Ethiopian place that I went to with a couple of my buddies. Um, really, really random fact. I went over there over the summer with a couple of my friends and the food there was really good. So I highly recommend it if you're in the mood for Ethiopian food. I think it was called like Lucy Cafe or something like that. It's literally right next door to the arena. Um, really cool stuff. But yeah, just the overall neighborhood's really nice and it's super easy to get to if you have access to the Orange Line. Yeah, and it's basically on the corner of Mass Ave and Huntington Ave. So a um, lot of stuff right in the area. It's only a short not short but a decently short walk to Fenway Park too so uh kind of gives you a an area there I really liked it I think the only place it loses points for me are the parking situation because that's how some people have to go to the game sometimes so and my score I gave it an 8.5 out of 10 and Evan gave it a a 9 out of 10 big fan of being on the right on the orange line I presume hundred percent. Yeah, no, it's really awesome. I kind of funny. I found it funny that you mentioned Fenway park too. I mean, if we're going to talk about 
you know, places, in my opinion, that are historical, also known as complete dumps. I mean, it's kind of funny that we, we throw Fenway Park into the conversation as well, but that'll definitely be a, a conversation for another time. Maybe if we get a at the ballpark podcast or something like that, we could share our thoughts on that. But uh, yeah, it's just really funny you mentioned that. Yeah, so uh, definitely earns a good chunk of the points there for both of us. Now let's move on to concessions. This is out of 10. Um, just basically, what's the how's the food offering at the arena? And this one, I got to say, um, it's kind of understandable with the limited space that they have, but I'm pretty disappointed in it. Um, very similar to Toscano in that they just have the very few food setups and what they do have is not a big selection of things. I mean, I have a picture of the menu here from their one concession stand that I could just read through real quick to show you everything they offer. They just have a hot dog, veggie burger, chicken sandwich, chicken fingers and fries, uh, nachos, Pringles, popcorn, chips, candy, uh, water, soda, Powerade, coffee, hot chocolate. So that's the full extent of their food offerings. The prices are pretty decent compared to other arenas that we've seen. They're not nothing crazy. Um, but yeah, it's very underwhelming, but it's understandable given the building. Yeah. I mean, kind of the main thing for me, I guess, is just the prices. Like I think going off the top of my head, I think a, a little like the, the, they gave a good amount of chicken fingers. Like I think it was like seven fifty or eight bucks for like a cup's worth. You yep. probably get like seven or eight tenders in there, but they're kind of short. So not a whole lot of food. You get like a cup of fries for like five bucks. I mean, realistically, if you're trying to get like a chicken fingers, fries in a, in a drink or something like that, it's probably going to run you like 15, 16 bucks. You know what I mean? Like even, even UMass is better. You know what I mean with that? And like UMass is kind of falling off a little bit with their concessions at Mullins in my opinion, but that's for another review. I mean, we'll get to that at some point as well, but um. Yeah, just overall, the, the the prices weren't that great. I mean, I had a grilled chicken sandwich, which was literally, like, the smallest, like, little piece of chicken breast that was grilled, you know, for, for safety, basically. Like, there was no flavor or seasoning on it. It was kind of just there. And, yeah, I don't know. It just seemed really, really underwhelming. I mean, I've had infinitely better concessions at most of the other Hockey East arenas that I've been to so far. So, I feel like it's kind of deserving of a, of a pretty low score, in my opinion. It was just super underwhelming. Yeah, I think so too. And one thing to keep in mind is it being the only one, the lines are nuts. Yeah. If you want to go in an intermission, I've never even attempted to do it just because I know it's going to be so bad. Um, the lot, they have one main lobby kind of similar to um, Schneider and Lawler in that fashion. And it just gets so uh, bogged up with traffic, even 45 minutes before the game. So I can't yeah. imagine during an intermission. And uh, yeah, that limited option with uh, the fact that there's only one is represented in both our scores. We both gave it a, a 2.5 out of 10, which is pretty low on the scale. I think the only one lower than that that we've had uh, that we were actually able to get food at was Lawler. Yeah, basically. I mean, in Lawler at, at the time, you know, just going off of memory, I mean, it used to be really solid. Mm-hmm. You know, I had really high hopes for that one if I remember the review correctly. And yep. something changed. Like, I don't know if it was like COVID or something like that, but they were very very underwhelming for the time that we went you know when we actually had to do the review and yeah so it seems like now we're you know we're we're dipping into Lawler territory here which is never a good thing you know like if you want to no. talk about you know I guess hockey east arena excellence and you know Lawler rink is not going to be in the same sentence <laughs> unless the word is not is somewhere in there you know what yeah. I mean like just definitely not a good look overall so concessions mightily underwhelming today yeah tough tough category for Matthews there Next one we have is bang for your buck. And this is at a five points, basically 
do you get good value out of the money you're spending? The tickets that we bought, fees included, were 23 apiece, which is not bad at all. Um, you have to be really careful when you're buying tickets here because when Evan mentioned it earlier, you could find yourself behind uh, a support beam. It happens all the time at these old venues like Fenway or Wrigley, if you've ever been. Uh, it's the same thing, except that Matthews, there's not as many seats, uh, but there's still a lot of columns. So you could find yourself behind one pretty easily. Uh, they also, for that same price, have tickets that go way up into the corner. Um, so you, you've got the, the upper deck right over your head, uh, beams in front of you. So you really got to be careful when you're buying tickets here for sure. But overall, the, the price isn't too bad for what you get. Yeah, I mean, I'll take 23 bucks. You know, I mean, that seems to be roughly the average nowadays. I mean, I've definitely gotten cheaper tickets, but we've definitely, knowing that, you know, Boston University also exists, you know, they, they it definitely can be much higher than that. So not the worst. And I mean, if you if you manage to find yourself a solid seat, if you do your research, you know, and you kind of take what we're telling you into account, you can definitely get yourself a, a good seat at a pretty good price. So not the end of the world, but it's you got to do your due diligence a little bit. That's just kind of the key. I think it's definitely doable, but you just got to be smart about it. So not, not a, you know, it's, it's an encouraging thing, but you just got to be smart about it. That's all. Yeah. Ideally you want to sit in the balcony. Um, That's where you'll have the best views, but the the prices there are much more expensive. If you want to get one as cheap as possible, make sure it's one of the lower rows in the lower bowl. That's your, your best bet for having a a good seat. And given that um, pretty average price, uh, we both gave it a 2.5 out of five, kind of, kind of middle of the road in terms of value at Matthews middle of the road score for middle, middle of the you know road kind of just value overall. I mean, mm-hmm. can't really say much better than that. Yeah. All right. So the last category we have is extras and this is out of five points, just basically anything that you want to add that kind of adds to your experience at this arena, what extra on top of what we haven't talked about um, is good at this place. Uh, and this is where Evan and I really differ. Um, all that history that I was talking about before, I think that's really cool. Just knowing how many things have happened in that building, how many hockey programs and professional teams and stuff went there, uh, multiple presidents and stuff. I think that's awesome. The uniqueness of the building with the the pointed wooden roof with all those banners hanging from it is so unique and so cool. Um, it feels like an like an old school like theater when you walk in with the lobby. Um, and the carpet and stuff like that. So I'm a sucker for that. I really love diving into the history and kind of experiencing it and just knowing that that many things have like happened where I'm looking in the past. So uh, I'm a big fan, but I'm afraid that you're about to have the complete opposite uh, opinion on it. I wouldn't say the complete opposite because I fully understand what you're trying to get across. And I, and I agree with you to an extent, but for me, like, when I think of like just an overall arena review in my mind, I think, would I want to come back here for another game? When it comes to Matthews, I'm happy that I appreciated the history. I think it's really cool for a one-time, you know, like you take it all in, you say, damn, look at all the people that have played in here and, you know, just have managed to experience this arena alongside me. Super cool. But it's just, for me, it's, I, I keep drawing the comparison to Fenway park. It's like, that's really cool and all, but that doesn't help me have a, an enjoyable time there. You know what I mean? Like, it's a really, really cool place. But like, again, the seats suck. Like when I was sitting next to you, I was basically shifted like my entire body weight to the right-hand side. So I wasn't like man spreading into your area or like I, I got to sit there, you know, just legs tucked beside me. Like we're a pack of sardines or something like that. Like it's, it's a little ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like 
I'm, you know, if, if I had the opportunity to have, you know, really comfortable seats, I'd pick that over any other, you know what I mean? Like there's just, there's so many other arenas that I've been to that just offer a much more comfortable experience that just, I don't know, like the other thing too, is like, usually when I give a high extra score, it's because there's like a lot of kind of personality regarding that school that is kind of shown off in the building like yeah there's a lot of signage and stuff for the student section and that's great which I kind of reflected in the atmosphere and fan section but Mm -hmm. like if you go around the concourse like you don't really see a lot of northeastern branding you know like in like the main lobby like around the concessions area like you're not seeing a lot of that you know like once you're in like the the rink area proper yeah it's around there a little bit but I don't know it just doesn't you know when you first walk in there it's just like all right like you don't really think that it's Northeastern's arena. Like, I'm just not that impressed. I don't know. Like maybe people are probably either agreeing with me and saying, yeah, somebody gets it. Or they're screaming at whatever device that they're listening to this on right now. And they're saying, shut up, Evan, you absolute idiot. Learn to appreciate this for what it is. And you know what, if I have to be that polarizing figure, then it is what it is, but it's just how I feel about it. You know what I mean? It's just a really, really underwhelming arena you know the second go around I think it's super Mm. cool the first time but after that it's like all right the the history and nostalgia has worn off for me what are you what are you offering to me right now and I can't see it Mm. for what it's worth Evan has this similar um, opinion on Fenway Park as well uh, after the first time he's been there so really no surprise to hear these words based on everything we said uh, I give it a five out of five for extras I just I love all of that um, I don't want to say high character because that's that's not what it is, but this building has a lot of character, oh, in definitely. my opinion. Um, and Evan gave it a zero out of five based on every everything you just said there. So um, that's it for our categories. This is the uh, the most uh, the biggest difference in score that we've had on any arena so mm-hmm. far. We've done a good ten or so. So um, my final score for Matthews Arena twenty six point five out of forty. Evan's final score is a 20.5 out of 40. I think my score puts it in my um, my upper half of Hockey East Arenas, and Evan's puts his uh, puts it near kind of the bottom of his Hockey East Arenas, which is pretty interesting. We haven't been this divided on an arena yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm checking out the uh, just kind of the previous scores that we've given out, and I think, I don't know the exact number, but I'd say for at least over half of them, like usually our final scores are within like a point or two of each other. Mm-hmm. I think the only other time that we've differed was Mass Mutual Center for the AIC game. And yeah. I gave it a four point higher score. So this is the first time I am just woefully, you know, indifferent on the score to where like I just absolutely loathe this place. And you love I shouldn't say that I loathe it, but I wouldn't say that I love it. Yeah, that that's that's fair. But I just think it's pretty mid, you know what I mean? Lower, mm. lower, you know, I'd like if, if our scores are out of 40, I'm giving it a 20 and a half. It's barely over average. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of there for me. I mean, it's just, I don't know if I'd go back. Like if I had the choice, I'd much rather go to you know, like Songa center. I'd much rather go to the XL center. Like there's just so many, I'd much rather go to Aganis. Like there's just so other, so many other places that are just simply better. You know what I mean? Just it's as simple as that. I don't know. I mean, your your decision to go back here is simply it's the easiest one of any hockey arena to get to. Yes, that that is the main draw for me. Yeah. Like it, that, that was the wonderful part when I went was that it took me 40 minutes to get here. And that's going through Boston using the MBTA, which is usually a woeful experience. And even even with, you know, I think my my bus was late 
I think the train was late as well. And it was still only like a 45 minute commute. That's absolutely unheard of. Yeah. I, uh, I personally have my own uh, parking hack for this. I mean, I don't want to give it away because it's uh, very few spots up for grabs, but it only takes me like 20 minutes to get here too. So yeah. I think the shortest commute of any arena for the both of us, which is pretty cool, but yeah, that's, that's, I think everything we have to say about the place, Matthews, um, we imagine it'll be a bit polarizing for you guys as well. We'd love to hear your opinions on the place in the uh, in the responses to this on Twitter or Instagram. Let us know for sure. Um, if you side with with me on the history or Evan side of things, if you if you're not a big fan, but definitely interested in, in what you guys have to say. And uh, that was our 11th arena review. We'll have at least one more coming up. This year, uh, we're going this weekend, actually, up to Orono, Maine. It's the last Hockey East Arena that Evan and I need to visit. We're going to have all of them crossed off. So uh, that should be a pretty fun one. We've heard some great things about Outfond. And, yeah, super excited for it. Yeah, it's going to be a really, really fun one, I think, up in Maine. Um, I don't know when we're going to do the Mullins review because that's going to have to happen, right? There, there's no yeah. way that we can say that there's a, a full-on kind of clean sweep of all the Hockey East Arenas if we don't talk about the glorious Mullen center, which is our, our home rink of choice. But uh, we'll get to that at some point, but I'm definitely uh, very interested to figure out how Orono goes this weekend. Um, I have high hopes, but we'll, we'll definitely see how it goes because I had really high hopes for Lawler because of the concessions and I was woefully let down. So we'll, we'll definitely see how this one shakes out. Yeah. And after, after Maine, the only one that we haven't reviewed besides Mullins is UNHs. So um, it's been a little bit since we've been there. We got to get back totally next forgot season. About that one. Yeah. We got to get back next season to, to do a um, real review of that place. But yeah, thank you guys for listening again. Love to hear your thoughts on Matthews. Next episode we're going to have is the preview for Maine. So make sure you tune in for that it should be posted pretty soon after this one. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Go UMass. Go UMass. Take care, everybody. And please do not eviscerate me in the comment section, even though we don't have a comment section for most of these, because I'm just sharing my opinion with the lovely high character viewers.